What's happening, people? Welcome to the Luke Cartman Show. I'm Luke Cartman, aka Lamborghini Luke, aka the Madman, aka Lucky Luxuries, aka Lucky Lattes. I'm uh, excited to be here with you all. Hope you're doing good. You know, I'm having a phenomenal, phenomenal week. I gotta be honest. Putting in my training, doing the weights, the push-ups, the sit-ups, trying to better myself physically and mentally. And, you know, I've been putting in some cardio into my training routine, as you all know. On the last episode, I talked about, you know, jogging. Edit that out. I stumbled my words there. It happens. I, uh, I've been jogging. I've been sprinting up hills, walking down them, sprinting back up the hill and walking down them. And this week, I've put in a total of three jogs putting in the work, putting in the time, feeling tuned in. And, you know, there were some issues on these jogs. On one of them, I was 20 minutes into my jog, feeling good, feeling pumped, listening to hip hop, putting in the work. And I got caught in a hailstorm. Once again, God, thanks for that. Everyone says God has a plan. Hey, God, go to plan B. There has to be another way. I'm out here trying to better myself, trying to improve, to grow as a human being, to get a six-pack, to get biceps, to be in phenomenal shape. And you throw that at me, a fucking hailstorm. An act of God rained down upon me. You know? And I continued to jog for a couple of seconds during this hailstorm because I wasn't going to let God beat me. You know, there was fast wind coming at me, which I was swallowing in, which was horrible. I got a hailstone smashing me in the face. And I thought, fuck, I need to get to the shelter quick time. And there was a bus stop near. So I run over to this bus stop. I get in there. I'm all fucked up because what just happened to me? I've got hailstones on my shoulder. You know, I'm wet, I'm fucked up, I'm breathing heavy because of the intense workout I just did. And about 10 seconds go by and the car pulls up, these two old women, and they ask me for directions. They ask me, well, where is this street? Which, by the way, I'd never even heard of. And you know what? I gave them the wrong directions. I acted like I knew where it was. That's what you get. They could clearly see I was fucked up in this bus stop. My joggers were wet. My jumper was wet. My beanie hat was wet. I was breathing heavy. They could see I was in no condition to give them directions. And also, it was 2021. How are you still asking for directions? Now, maybe you haven't got money. You haven't got a sat-nav in your car. Maybe someone stole it. But you have a phone. Everyone has a phone. Just type it into your phone. Don't ask a guy standing in a bus stop, fucked up because of what God just did to him. Don't ask that guy. What did you think was going to happen to you? God done me wrong. Congratulations, God. You played yourself. Because I fired back. I misguided someone. They wanted to get somewhere and I told them the fucking wrong way. 
I don't know where they ended up. And if you're watching this, I hope you're doing good. But I had to do what I had to do. I was conflicted. I was going through it, people. I was fucked up. And people wonder why I don't believe in God. This, this fucking guy has added in for me since day one. Why he continues to throw these obstacles in my way? To throw nature at me? What's going to happen next? Am I going to get struck by lightning when I'm out on a jog? Trying to better myself? Am I going to drop a dumbbell on my foot and be out of action? What is he going to throw at me next? I got to be honest. This, these past couple of weeks, I feel as tuned into my destiny as I have ever been. Now, some of you listening to this know what I mean when I say that. Some of you are also tuned into your destiny, no matter what your destiny is. Maybe your destiny is to become the best at something, whatever field you're in. Maybe you're a musician. Maybe you're also a comedian. Maybe you're into sports. Maybe you're a fitness influencer, like I am. Maybe your destiny is to work in a drive-thru. Maybe your destiny is to work in a cubicle. Whatever your destiny is, you know the moment that you feel tuned into it. When you are truly on the path, living your best life, being who you are meant to be. And I gotta be honest, that's all jokes aside. That is how I feel recently. I feel tuned in, guys. And I credit a lot of it to exercising. You know, I think I'm coming up on five weeks now in the game. You know, it's not long, I know, but it has, it's just really changed me. I gotta be honest, guys, and I know I harp on about it, but you know what? You're fat, so who cares? And here's the thing, like, you know, a woke and dope and woke culture and cancel culture, like, that's probably going to come back on me in 10 years. Like, you've called someone fat, you should be canceled. We're putting you on notice. Delete him. Get rid of him. He can't say people are fat. Yes, I can. I'm currently fat. The fuck are you talking about? They'll wait until I get the six pack and then try and strike. But guess what? I am bulletproof. Ain't no woke culture or cancel culture. Culture? Edit that out. Ain't no, let me rephrase that. Ain't no woke culture or cancel culture gonna fuck with me. Let me tell you, I got nothing to lose. And that's the thing, they strike at weird times. Like the most recent recipient of cancel culture, of this woke and dope culture, has been Eminem. And as you can see, I have an Eminem album right next to me. They're coming after Eminem. These TikTok idiots, cancel him. They're literally going back into his old music from the 90s and the early 2000s. And they're trying to cancel him because of things he said on a song. Fucking ridiculous. They're, I think they're, they're aiming at the wrong people. They're aiming at entertainers, at musicians, at comedians especially. They're aiming at people in the entertainment industry. How about you aim at politicians? How about you cancel them? 
How about you cancel the bad people in the world? How about that? Instead of going after someone who is creative, who makes a living off creativity, who brings you all this entertainment. You're going after those people. You're fucking with the wrong people. And listen, I doubt there's anyone who is like woke and dope and into cancel culture even listens to this because it's just not the show for them. And listen, it's not like I say crazy, crazy shit, but in their mind, it is crazy. It is, it's absolutely bizarre. And, you know, Eminem is, as we all know, probably, well, he's in my top two favorite artists of all time. You know, like I said, first, my first ever introduction to music was Eminem. Everyone knows I'm a big fan of Eminem. And, you know, his thing was always like, he would just say wild shit. Like he was always that guy. And, you know, I could be the greatest rapper of all time. You know, that was, that was his thing. And, you know, like my generation grew up on that from like 90s hip hop and Eminem and stuff. Like we grew up on that. So like, you know, that, it, that has influence over you. Like I've said, I definitely carry that type of energy. I, well, I try to anyway, in my podcast and in my standup. And, you know, you're really out, you're shaped by a lot of these people that you grow up listening to. And even currently, like you are shaped by entertainment in a strange, strange way. You really are. And, you know, a lot of people from my generation who are comedians now are musicians were influenced by Eminem. So you're gonna cancel those people too because they were influenced by him? Shut your fucking mouths. And this is really nice, what's in this cup right now. I wonder, uh, you know, if you listen to this, you obviously can't see, but people watching this, you know, the video looks a lot cleaner. It looks way better quality which I'm really happy about. Things are moving up in this podcast, guys. But anyway, let me get back to the point of hand. I always have a party cup in my hand, a red cup. You know, I have water, squash, coffee, all types of beverages, all types of liquid inside of this cup. I'd be one, I would wonder uh, what people think is in this cup for this episode. I'd be curious to know. Have a guess as you listen to this podcast. What is the first thing that comes to your head when I ask you what is in this cup? It's fucking tasty. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, what about cancel culture and stuff like that? Um, I, I gotta be honest. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of, you know, things that you could blame cancel culture on and stuff like that. Obviously, it's the mentality of the people who are you know, trying to destroy people's lives, trying to get them canceled, trying to stop them from working, you know, trying to literally just take everything from them from maybe something they said 10 years ago and it was maybe a joke or just a mistake. And, you know, they've proved over time that they've changed as a person, that their actions speak louder than words other than the other way. And, you know, I would think to myself, like, where, like, how has it got so big in a way? And to be honest, I think what it is, it is a small group, you know, a couple of people on social media and their voices ampl amplified as the loudest. 
Um, I all, it's there, obviously there to blame for it. Um, negativity sells, it just does. So maybe the social media platforms are pushing it uh, because they know it sells. Um, I, but I also, I think there is some responsibility on the entertainers. And what I mean by that, I think, especially us as comedians, we give them too much attention. Like even me talking about it right now, it gives it too much attention. We've, I think we've given them more power than they actually have, to be honest with you. And I know, you know, corporations feel this pressure, like, oh, we, well, we have to fire this person or whatever, you know, we have to drop them from our agency and all these different things. You know, they're to blame, these corporations. I think, to be honest, we're all to blame for it in a weird way. Um, we really do just give them too much attention. We constantly talk about, you know, these people. And there's even like specific people in cancel culture, you know, especially over in like New York and stuff. Their voices are amplified because these people, you know, like on big podcasts and they're really big comedians and they give them too much attention. And it's just blown up to be this big thing. When in reality, it is a couple of people on Twitter. And you've seen cases where, you know, there's been cancelled cancellation attempts and they just ignore them, pay them no attention, keep moving on and nothing happens. Like Eminem has dealt with this great. Like they tried to cancel him, bam, hit him with a song, tone deaf, I believe it was called. And that's the last we've heard of it. It's the flavor of the week. It's just the way the news cycle works. Like there is a new story developing every single week. It's what makes their money what gets the most clicks, all this different shit, because negativity sells. Fucked up shit sells. Someone making mistakes, it sells. It just does. Like I spoke about, I can't remember how many episodes ago it was, but I was saying how I would, you know, give people advice. I would be just, you know, I would just give people advice, you know, tell them how to change their lives, talk about my experiences and, just kind of be nice and shit like that. Then it got to a point where it all switched for me and the madman came out and Lamborghini Luke came out because like I said, it sells. And it did. I noticed my podcast numbers go up from doing that, from literally just switching my persona into the madman persona and the Lamborghini Luke persona where I'd be shouting at people and say, it's all about money and fuck immunity and all these different things. Um, it got my numbers up. It just, it does. And I know this is a different kind of different to what I'm talking about, like with cancel culture and stuff like that. It just, it fucking sells guys. Like they say, no press is not, is uh, all press is good press. Like no matter what, like it fucking sells. Like take Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, for example, you know, their divorce is, has gained more traction, more attention than them getting together. It just has. It fucking sells. And, you know, I think we need to just stop giving them power. Ignore these fucking people. You know, and it'll help a little bit. It's just a weird world that we live in, guys. I don't know where it become this thing where no one's allowed to make a mistake, that everyone has to be perfect, and held to the perfect standard. We're human beings. We all make mistakes. You know, I've made 
a lot of mistakes. I make mistakes all the fucking time. I've probably said shit on this podcast that I didn't mean. I've probably made jokes that people are upset about, but who gives a fuck? They're jokes. I make mistakes. You know, who gives a fuck? I'm a comedian. Why are we held to this standard? Where we have to act all prim and proper. That is not our role in society. It's just not. Hold politicians to that standard. Because they're the ones who are having all this fucking impact. You know, it's unbelievable. I'm getting mad. I need a protein shake to calm down. I'm fucking looky lats. Looky lunges. I will not let these people do my fucking head in. Let's go back to the Red Cup right now. Ah, it tastes beautiful. I'm going to get in two. There were two things a little bit different this episode. I'm feeling pumped up. I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling in a fun mood. You know, I'm going for a jog after this podcast. I feel great. Healthy breakfast. Had some muesli. Had a banana. Had an apple. Had a latte. Had a B12 and a vitamin D. Who the fuck is fucking with me today? Fuck out. The camera quality looks really good today. Like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, audio version, just pause quickly, go over to the YouTube version and see how good it looks. It looks dramatically different. I'm feeling happy about it. Um, and I uh, uh, did that out. Um, fuck it, I had like a brain fart then. It happens sometimes. Like I said, we're human beings. We make mistakes. Anyway, I'm going to get into one of my favorite segments on this show. One of your favorite segments on this show. Everyone's favorite segment on this show. It is questions from the internet. Fucking hell, my teeth look really white in this uh, camera. Anyway, uh, question number one. Are you psychic in any way? Uh, I see bullshit before it happens. I recognize patterns in behavior. Um, I can usually... That's not psychic though, is it? Like, listen, everyone knows how I feel about fucking psychics. Enough with the psychics. If I become a millionaire, I'm going to invest in removing psychics from society. Give them a new job. Let them do something else. You know what I mean? Um, no, I'm not psychic in any way. Uh, when I was younger, I think I've spoken about this. I have something called synesthesia which is I see colors in music. When I listen to music, I literally see colors. And when I was younger, I didn't really understand what that was. I never even knew there was like a term for it. That is an actual thing that people have. It's quite rare, but it is a thing that's known to the world. And I always thought that was kind of weird. Like see colors in music, like what the fuck? What am I gonna be able to do next? Levitate, you know what I mean? Um, I was kind of into that psychic stuff when I was younger. I just didn't know. I thought it was real. I thought people really could like, you know, predict your future and do all these different things. I really thought that was real. Then you get older and you're like, hold on a second. You're like making money off this shit. You're lying to people's faces and making money, which I respect. I respect someone who makes money. I respect the shit out of it. Get that money. I'm all about money. Everyone knows Lamborghini Luke is all about the money. But I mean, come on, guy. You, you, 
enough with the blue hair and the beads around your neck and the tarot cards and the horoscopes, enough. Uh, so no, I'm not a psychic in any way. And here's a news flash. No one is. You're not special. Uh, this idea that we have special powers, that we are like, it's ridiculous, stop. I'm getting amped up right now. Um, so no, I'm not psychic in any way, shape or form. Uh, neither is anyone. Uh, if you ask a psychic a question, they get defensive. And I go, well, that's not how it works. You know, they throw, a, they put like a candle in your face. And it's just not, it's not how it works, guys. Uh, next question. If God gave you one wish, what would you ask for? I would ask for God to stop messing with me. That's what I would ask. Stop with the torrential rain. Stop with the hailstorms. Stop fucking around. That's what I would ask for. Um, if God gave me one wish, uh, beside that, beside just like fucking with me all the time and, you know, throwing these curveballs at me, what would I wish for if I had one wish? See, obviously a limited wish is, but let's even, let's just assume that's off the table also. So I can't tell him to stop messing with me. I can't tell him I want a limited wishes. What would I pick? It would have to be for my dreams to come true. It would have to be to live my best life. It would have to be that for my dreams to come true. Even though they are destined to come true. Like I said, I am tuned in people. I see what is ahead of me. I know the potential that I have. I know what I bring to the table. And maybe not everyone sees it. Maybe not everyone has given me a chance, given this podcast a chance. Maybe people don't see the brilliance and the creativity, but make no mistake, I am coming for mine. It is going to happen regardless. It is my destiny. So, yeah, if God give me one wish, yeah, it would have to be just for my dreams to come true or maybe just like 500 mil. I don't know. That's a really tough question, to be honest. Just one wish. I know exactly what it would be. If God gave me one wish, I would ask for a six-pack, edit that out, right now. Just to have one without having to put in the work for it. But I would continue to exercise, but just to like, you know, cut a long story short sort of thing. Ah, oh, that's tasty. Ah, yeah, I would ask for the six-pack six today. Uh, next question. How long was your longest relationship? I think it was like just over a year was my longest relationship. You know, that was a few years back. Yeah. Listen, I haven't been in like a long haul relationship, like a year. It seemed long to me, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's actually not that long. You know, I've known people who've been in relationships for years and years. You know, I've only clocked in a year at my longest, you know, so what the fuck? Um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good relationship, ups and downs, as they all do, you know, when it ended. And what can you do? 
I don't hold any resentment. You know, when I was younger, I used to. I used to just like go for a breakup and it's just like, fuck you and all that. But um, it stopped being like that after a while. It's just like, you know, obviously a shit and, you know, whatever happened, happened. Maybe her, her heart's broken, yours is, all these different stuff. Uh, shit just happens. You move on and you, you live and you learn. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I gotta be honest. I'm leaning more towards being in a relationship uh, these days as opposed to just like, you know, living the single life and just, you know, fucking around, you know, because it's only a matter of time before you catch something. You know, chlamydia is always around the corner. Keep that in mind, guys. That might even be on a T-shirt one day. Chlamydia is just around the corner. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it can get tricky. It is fun. I gotta be honest. I really do enjoy being single. Fun as fuck. I can do this podcast, work on my stand-up, do push-ups, have my protein shakes, go for runs in hailstorms, go for runs in the rain, take a chance of getting struck by lightning. I can do all this fun stuff. Literally just do what I want, live free, spread my wings and fly. And it is fun, it really is. And like I said before, I always thought getting into a relationship, especially with what I'm doing now with comedy and podcasts. I thought it would always like, I just thought it would deter me away. I thought it would affect what I'm doing. And it's like, you know, if I just keep thinking that, then what the fuck, I should be single forever, so. Damn it, I scrapped that mentality, threw that mentality away. Um, so yeah, like I'm leaning uh, more towards getting into a relationship. Uh, enough with the, just the fucking around and stuff. I'm just at that point in life now where, you know, not so much settle down in a way as like, you know, you get in a relationship and kind of everything goes on halt. You kind of stop everything, you know, just because you're in a relationship. Um, I just, I want to, you know, be in a happy relationship where, you know, it doesn't take away from what I'm doing. And, you know, who knows, in time, it'll happen. I'm still young. I'm only 27. There's no rush. It'll happen when it happens. But like I said, um, yeah, I am leaning more towards relationships. So yeah, my longest relationship to answer that question uh, is just over a year. Just over a year. Uh, next question. What stops people from understanding themselves? Fucking hell, that's a deep question. Um, what, what stops people from understanding themselves? I would say the biggest uh, barrier there is ego. Um, ego will stop you from growing as a person, mentally and physically, to be honest with you. But... We're focusing on the mental here, on understanding themselves. Um, ego, your ego will get in the way. Um, you, you know, sometimes you think you could do no wrong. Sometimes you think that the way you think uh, is the right way. Um, it's hard for people to accept their faults a lot of the time. It's hard, to pe it's hard for people to uh, admit that they're wrong that they have made a mistake, that they fucked up. It's hard for people to take responsibility. Um, some people just don't want to understand themselves, but I think it all stems from ego. And, you know, the way to understand yourself is to, you know, remove that ego. 
do things that make you humble in a way, you know? <clears throat> Comedy gave me that. Comedy, you know, is self-expression. And it really, it, comedy got me to really take a look at myself. Um, and also like life experiences get you to do that also, but it removes ego away from you. You know, exercising removes ego. Doing a martial art, doing jujitsu, you know, boxing, kickboxing, whatever it is, these things remove ego. Doing difficult uh, things, you learn a lot about yourself in that dedicating yourself to an art form. I mean, dedicating yourself to any craft whatsoever, no matter what it is, uh, you learn about yourself in the process. Like I've learned about myself more than ever from this podcast, from showing up every week and talking. I've, I've grown as a human being from that. I've learned a lot about myself and understood myself from that. And it's, uh, I don't think it ever ends to be honest, but as long as you're on that path, you know, you'll go for the motions of it and you'll, you'll be all right. But, you know, those people who just don't want to admit they're wrong and I can't do no wrong and I got no time for that shit. No time at all. So yeah, ego, ego will stop you from a lot of shit. You know, I've had a lot of issues with ego over the years, uh, but I'm getting a lot better at it. And I'll, I feel like I've kind of removed it quite a lot. Uh, there's still a little bit there here and there, but... Yeah, ego, I think is the biggest one. Uh, next question. What drives you to do what you do slash what motivates you? Um, what drives me to do what I do is the hunger for a better life, to live life how I want to. Um, what also drives me is just kind of coming where I came from. Things I've been through up until this point, uh, that drives me. Um, and also there is a driving force that I can't quite explain, to be honest with you. And you know, listen, I hate all that, you know, destiny. And I, you know what I mean? I hate all that shit. Everyone knows what I feel about it, but truthfully, um, there is a driving force that I can't explain. I feel like uh, it is all meant to be in a strange, strange way. I'm not, I hate to get sentimental here, but for real, I feel, like I said, tuned into my destiny. Um, I feel like I, you know, all the things I went through has led me here, talking to you right now on this podcast, The Luke Cartman Show, available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, more. Subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, it's all led me here. And like I said, when I look back at my life, uh, it was always going to be this way. I was always going to be a comedian. Um, this was just the way it was going to be, which is quite weird. And, you know, to even say that, but yeah, that definitely drives me. Uh, but yeah, just wanting the hunger for the, having the hunger, being hungry to chase my dreams, to go for what I really want in my life, to do what I love, what I enjoy, that drives me. Uh, what also drives me is wanting to provide, you know, for my mother, my stepfather, my family, close friends, that drives me. Wanting to show people 
that you can be a rock bottom, fuck your life up, go through all this stuff and change it and do better, get on the right path and really do something for me in life. Uh, that also motivates me. Showing people that like, I'm just like you. They, there's, there's no difference. I just, I just do what I love. That's, it's as simple as that. Just find out what it is you love, do that thing and see what happens. So there's a lot of driving factors uh, into it. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about podcasting. I'm passionate about comedy. And I just do those things. Just do the things I'm passionate about and, you know, and also seeing where it could take me. And like I've said before, there's always a chance that it might not work out. But the thrill of that chase, the putting every single bit of you into it, fucking going for it, you know, even when it's not working out, the podcast maybe don't get so many downloads on an episode or it wasn't a great episode. You keep moving. When you're out there jogging in the world and God throws a hailstorm on you, you keep going. Keep showing up. That's my motto for this episode. Keep showing up. So uh, yeah, I hope that answered the question. Uh, next question. What keeps you awake at night? Uh, to be honest, it was my gut. My body was keeping me up at night. I was like, I need to fix it. I need to get in phenomenal shape, get rid of this gut. That shit would keep me up at night. And also my loud ass neighbors. You know, I tried to go asleep, try to enter the dream world. And they're fucking partying, doing whatever, talking shit. That keeps me awake at night. Also, sometimes, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. Like not knowing, you know, even though like I believe where I'm going to end up in life and how things are going to go, there's still that little bit of like, you know, maybe it's just because of my age, but it's like, fucking hell. Like you just kind of don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, sometimes it feels stagnant, like, you know, you have like, especially in your crafts, I can't remember who was saying this before, but I heard this way, like, you know, it's like, you're like that and you go up and then it's like down and you like, you go through these ups and downs with it all. And, you know, just, I don't know. Sometimes the mystery of life kind of keeps me up, but not in like a negative way, but I just, you know, it's always when you're going to sleep is when all these thoughts come into your head and you're like, you know, Next thing you know, you'll be awake for three hours and, you know, you've just analyzed your whole life and stuff. And yeah, just shit like that. But I gotta be honest, I sleep great these days. Ever since I've been training, ever since I've been putting in the work, I sleep like a baby. I sleep amazing. I gotta be honest, wake up feeling refreshed to come and do the podcast for the people, for my people. You know, uh, next question. <laughs> so yeah, I hope I answered that uh, question, by the way. Uh, next question. Which would you rather have? 100 million pounds or true love? Uh, listen, if you've listened to this show, we all know Lamborghini Luke is all about the money. True love, whatever. 
you can get true love anytime you want. To be honest, you can even pay for it if you want. Don't cost that much. Go online. Or if you're in Vegas, there's a couple of numbers you could phone and you will find true love for the right price. You know, I don't know why that's frowned upon, to be honest. You know, hookers. You know, they're interesting characters. Gotta be honest. You know, I don't see what the big deal is. You want to go to Vegas with your buddies, have a drink, see a couple of hookers. What's the problem? Hookers and porn stars have feelings too. Do they not? You know what I mean? Listen, obviously I would take the 100 million pound. I just would. I want money, guys. I'm poor. I'm in a one-beddy apartment. Plasterboard coming off the walls. Annoying neighbors. I'm drinking out of plastic cups. Plastic red cups. I work a full-time job trying to put it together. Trying to save up some money to get out to New York and New Jersey. See the people putting the comedy work. You know. What was my point then? I kind of just went off track then. <laughs> yeah, I would have a hundred million pounds. I need it. I need it. I can go without true love for a minute. I can also have a hundred mil and find true love. But if I just find true love, I don't have a hundred mil. You know? Uh, listen, yeah, I would have a hundred mil, you know, go and fuck a porn star, maybe get into a relationship with one who knows. People do it. You know, I would definitely do that, to be honest. 100 mil, Lamborghini, mansion, you know, help my family out, have a home gym, you know, invest in the podcast, build a badass studio. I'm like a porn star. Who cares, guys? You know, some people are probably listening, like, oh my God, I can't believe he'd fuck a porn star. Shut up. You would too if you had the money. Why are we going to act like we're all prim and proper? We're not. We're scumbags. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I would uh, take 100 million pounds for sure. Uh, next question. Do your dreams ever tell you anything? Um, do my dreams ever tell? I'll tell you a couple of stories here. Actually, no, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one story here because I think this is the best out of the ones I was just thinking of. And again, and listen, I want to preface this, but I don't believe in any psychic shit whatsoever. Right. When I was three years old, I had a dream that, you know, I was in my, the house that I grew up in. And by the way, I can remember this dream. I can remember all of it. It's like a movie that's just stuck in my head. Anytime I want to access it and think of it, I could just play it back. I was three years old and I had this dream. I was in the house I grew up in and in that, like, got the door here. And then it was like a dining table right on the side of the door in the kitchen. And I was sitting on this table and there was my mother and my stepdad, who I didn't know was my stepdad at the time. And there was another one of him. So there was two of him, like a clone, you know, like a twin almost. So it was my mum here, two of my stepdad. And they're both arguing with each other. The two twins, the two clones, stepdads are arguing with each other. And I was sitting there on this table looking at this. And my mum was kind of just like that, like, like fucking all that arguing. And one of the clones of my stepdad's 
walked out the room. And the thought that I had in that dream was, he isn't my father. That was the thought that I had. He isn't my father. And you know, I don't know what happened after that when I woke up and went through life. I don't remember any of that. But then when I was eight years old, I found out that he wasn't my father, which is very interesting that I had that dream at three years old. Now, I've tried to work out where that came from, where that dream actually came from. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's psychic, it's a message from the universe. It could have even came from maybe a conversation that was going on that day um, about that topic, about that. And, you know, I took it in without realizing and it formed in a dream. You know, how crazy is that? That in that dream, I thought that. And then it came to be true. Nuts, absolute nuts. You know, I've had amazing dreams. I, got, I love it. You know, I've had ones where like I've been at like a pier, you know, or like these, it's almost like carnival type of energy. And it's been like water crashing against the rocks. And I've like in my dream, I've had lucid dreams. I get them a lot. Uh, where I know like I can kind of be conscious in my dream and control things. And I control the water and shit like that. Bizarre stuff. I've had dreams about people that I've actually seen the next day. That's quite crazy. You know, I've had, you know, dreams of being on stage. You know, even before comedy was even in my mind, I've had really, really crazy dreams, being in space, flying, all these different things. I love it. They're like free acid trips, free hallucinations. And all you got to do is close your eyes and go to sleep. So, uh, yeah, I hope I answered that. Yeah, my dreams have told me some crazy. There was a little story for you, you know. Uh, next question. Have you ever cried at a movie? Um, I've teared up movies like the film warrior that you know the last scene where you know the two brothers are fighting and an mma fighting he gets him in a choke and you know that was just like a sad scene i, I teared up from that I was, that was deep you know fair play to him directing producing and acting and i feel it was just i was like fucking i'll teared up and that i teared up with the plant of the apes you know i'm not embarrassed to tell you that i did i teared up i was like fuck man it's like just leave him alone like i teared up it got me I know that's a weird one, Planet of the Apes, but it got me. And, you know, I've tried not to cry at horror movies when I've had to sit there and watch them against my will. But trust me, it's in there. I'm crying on the inside. You know, funny enough, the other day I was actually thinking, should I just watch one? Should I just try and get over it? But I thought, nah, it's not worth it. I would have been able to do this podcast if I watched a horror movie yesterday. Fuck no. I'd be in a corner somewhere, crying, scared thinking there's a ghost in my kitchen and shit. So, uh, yeah, I've technically cried in movies. I've teared up, you know, so what can you do? Uh, next question. Do you know any magic tricks? No, I wish I could make my bills disappear, though. For fuck's sake. Um, I knew a couple of card tricks when I was younger, but I don't care about magic that much. I like watching it, but in terms of, like, me learning how to do it, and get into it now. They seem creepy to me, magicians. They always like, you know, want to learn tricks on how to pull women. It's like, you've lost. You've already lost. It's about confidence. 
Women are attracted to confidence. That's just a fact. If you're funny and you're confident and you're decent looking, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Women are attracted to different things uh, as opposed to men. Like They just are. You know, they can look past a lot of shit. You know, when some men can look past a lot of shit also, but uh, trust me, confidence is huge. I basically like, I've confidenced my way into a lot of shit. I just have. It's become part, like, it's become a tool at this point, confidence. Listen, if you don't have confidence out there, I suggest you get some, get some, edit that out. And if you don't have any, fake it. You will eventually have it. Fake it till you make it. So I uh, know, <laughs> I don't know any magic tricks. Uh, next question, and the final question from the internet. What does your own personal hell look like? I live in it. I live in my own personal hell. Having to deal with idiots on a day-to-day -day basis. <sighs> Homeless people outside the supermarkets that I go to. I have to deal with bums on a daily fucking basis. That's hell to me. People trying to cancel people and woke and watch Love Island. That's going to be me one day. It's never going to be you. You're going to be a bum forever. That's just what it is. Accept it. And some of you are not. Some of you are not going to be bums. Some of you are going to rise to the top. Cheers to you. Yeah, this is my fucking personal hell. You know, living in a one beddy, trying to put it together. You know, I got seagulls outside my windows, making noises, doing my fucking editing all the time. People trying to tell me stories I don't give a fuck about. Tell me about their problems and, oh, my friend went through this. I don't care. Stop it. I don't, I don't give a fuck about your problems. I just don't. A lot of us don't, but we sit there and we tolerate it and we listen to these idiots talk our ear off. Fuck off. I am not pretending here. I don't want to listen to your stories. And I tell people, I don't care. Life is too short to listen to bullshit. It just is. Surround yourself with the shit that you want to be around. That is a life lesson right there. Do what you want to do. Live how you want to live. Be free. You know? Uh, so yeah, I, I live in my own personal hell. But make no mistake, I'm turning it into heaven. It's slowly becoming heaven. I gotta be honest with you. You know? So, and that was questions from the internet. Oh, what else is going on in the world? Uh, oh, this Prince Harry... Meghan Markle shit, you know, you know, that was big news. What's been going on with them, you know, accusing the royal family of racism and all these different things. We're just like, are you surprised? Are you surprised? You know, they probably are, you know. And what's weird about this is, you know, like, People are so invested in things that literally have nothing to do with them. Like, you know, Piers Morgan was kicking off about it all. And this guy come on 
uh, I can't remember what it is, Good Morning Britain or something like that, and was debating him. And Piers walked off set. He lost the second. He got up and walked off. You look weak. You don't leave. You stay there and you debate. Take it like a man, Piers. He got schooled and he walked off. And he knew he lost because he walked off. You know. And he's like, oh, well, uh, freedom of speech is a hell I'm happy to die on. It's like, guy. Guy. That guy was exercising his right of freedom of speech. He was telling you how it is. He was giving his point of view. And so was Meghan and Harry. And now you're like, oh, well, now you're acting like you're a martyr. Shut your mouth. The thing is, I don't even know these people. I don't like any of them. I don't know them. Are they good people? Are they bad people? I don't know. Meghan Markle is gorgeous. I gotta be honest. She is. Seems like a nice lady. Harry seems cool. He's ex-military. And you know, I have a lot of respect for people in the military. I have friends in the military. I was almost in the military. You know, Piers Morgan, he's always just seemed like a bit of a div. Like, oh, prim and proper. Like, oh, and all this shit. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's a nice guy. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? We can be wrong, you know. But uh, yeah, it's like, but now the attention has moved to that. The peers has left. Good morning, Britain. Oh, it's devastating. No, it ain't. I look online, and to be honest, the general consensus is like good. But do you know what I would do if I was Piers Morgan? Start a podcast. Get on the YouTubes. Come on the Luke Cartman show. Piers Morgan, if you're watching this, come on the Luke Cartman show. I'll interview you. We'll have a chit chat. That's what he should do. If he's on about freedom of speech and all this shit and he's getting pressured from, you know, whoever runs Good Morning Britain, start a podcast. If you've got an opinion, you want to talk shit, you know, he's probably got some somewhat of a following. People know who he is. He's in the public eye. Start a fucking podcast. Everyone's got a podcast these days. Just start one, Piers. Get it together. You know, start flaming people on podcasts. Talk all the shit you want. You know, you don't need Good Morning Britain. You just don't. Your podcast will probably get more views than people who tune into Good Morning Britain. And it's going to be a different audience as well. You know, so, yeah, who gives a fuck? Obviously, you know, if there is actual racism going on towards them, that's fucked up and... They need to be held accountable, no matter if they are the royal family. You know, they should be held accountable for that. And, you know, people are giving Harry and Meghan a lot of shit. Um, I don't really get why. Like, can you imagine being born into a royal family and you're a prince? Imagine that. Or, like, imagine being brought up in that world. He probably got to a point where was like, well, he did get to a point where was like, I don't want to fuck, I don't want to be a part of it no more. So I say good for him, good for them. They don't want to be a part of a royal family. They want to actually like have some sort of normality and live their life. Good. If that's what makes you happy, go for it. Like I said, do what makes you happy. Do you, boo. You know, in other news, Apple is going to be coming out with a mixed reality headset in 2022, I believe. They've got a whole range of uh, things they're coming out with. Uh, it's the mixed reality headset in 2022, the glasses, mixed reality glasses in 2025, uh, contact lenses in two, 2030 to 2040, uh, excuse me. 
Like Apple's getting wild. I can't wait. I really can't. And 2022 is next year. It's going to be a mixed reality headset. I, I can't wait for that. I hope it's good. And, you know, the glasses, that'll be bizarre. But then the contact lenses, that's a whole nother level. It's this, this world is moving into such a technological place. I mean, the shit, the shit that we saw in the movies is coming into fruition. You know, if my neighbor slams the door one more time, I'm going to throw this red cup in their face. I'll beat them with my protein powder container. Hit them over the head. I'll start throwing kicks and punches because I'm in shape now. Yeah, that is fucking nuts. Mixed reality headset from Apple. I know we've got like virtual reality like goggles and shit like that. But what is the difference? Because I know there's virtual reality, mixed reality, and augmented reality. Is that maybe the stages of it all? Like to where I think they want to get to a point where they won't like you won't really be able to tell a difference between life and fucking these virtual mixed augmented realities. I'm just really excited for it. And listen, I probably won't be able to afford it right now, but make no mistake, if I get the hundred mil instead of true love, I'll buy them. Also, you know, while I'm on this technological subject, China and Russia are building a lunar science station on the moon. On the moon. Edit that out on the moon. They're building a science station on the fucking moon. They want to get it together, Russia and China. Like, they're coming for it. Trust me. Like, China, they've been like a sleeping giant in a way. And like, well... Maybe if you're more in tune with the news and political stuff, and all that, maybe like, you're like, what the fuck am I talking about? But it just seems like they're just making waves. You know, the viruses, all this stuff. They just seem to be like, they're coming for it. Like, I don't get why is the moon that we're so focused on and the moon and Mars. Like, why can't we go anywhere else? Can we land anywhere else? If we found these other planets, apparently, that you can land on and live on, why don't we go there? See what's going on. Say, so like doing scientific research on the moon. You can do that on Earth. Don't need to go to the moon to do science. You can do science. I could do science in my living room right now if I want to. You know, but it's crazy. We're moving in such a weird direction in life. And in a weird way, I'm glad to be a part of it all, to experience it. It is what it is. Uh, what time are we at right now? 56. Oh, shit. I got to go for the run. I'm feeling good right now. I feel like this was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Hope you all enjoyed it too. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the Luke Cartman show yet, subscribe on YouTube. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. And it helps me out tremendously. So do that. You know, listen on, listen and watch on YouTube. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. Leave a five-star rating, a positive review. Like the videos. Like the clips that I post on social media. Share the clips, comment, get interactive. Start talking to me, people. Let's have a conversation. You know, get involved. Uh, also, follow me on social media, at Luke Cortman on Instagram and at the Luke Cortman Show. Got a lot of fun stuff going on over there. You know, episode, artwork, uh, clips, you know, all that stuff. A lot of stuff going on on the Luke Cartman Show. So again, I hope you all are doing good. I hope you all stay safe. Wear a mask, wear a condom, 
because always remember chlamydia is just around the corner. You know, drink suspicious liquids out of a red cup. I'll break the news right now. It's beer. I'm drinking beer. Who cares? I probably should have just left that up to mystery. So people think, oh, what's this cup? It's beer. I'm a little drunk right now. What can you do? I still performed and brought the goal today. So who cares? You know, but listen, I hope you all do. I hope you're all doing good. I mumbled my words then. See, I'm stumbling my words. Edit that out. Right. I hope you're all doing good. I'll be back with you all next Friday for a brand new episode of the Luke Cartman Show. Take care, everyone. I love you all. Lamborghini Luke signing out. Peace.